in Lekut Sichos Parsha Behaloscha, volume 18, the fifth Sicha. In the end of the Parsha, the verse says that Miriam and Miriam was isolated outside the camp for seven days, and the nation did not travel until Miriam came back. So Rashi stops on these words of that the nation didn't travel, and Rashi explains that this is the honor that Hashem, Hamakom, the place, the Omnipotent, uh, bestowed upon Miriam because of the one moment or hour that she waited for her brother Moshe when he was thrown into, cast into the river, into the Nile. As the verse says, And she sat, uh, the sister, and the sister sat on the, from the distance, etc. Now this that Rashi had to tell us in his explanation, why did Rashi want to tell us? It's, so the commentaries explain, is because in the next verse it says that the, that afterwards we, the nation traveled, we went from, 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 we went from one place, we went to the Nefam from Chatseris to Paran. So since it says that afterwards we traveled, why does it have to tell me that the nation didn't travel? It says already, later, the next verse says, and afterwards we traveled. So why do you have to tell me that we didn't travel here? So that's what Rashi is trying to emphasize here, that when the nation didn't travel, it's to tell you because the Makim, the Hashem, is bestowing honor on her. But we have to understand, because why did Rashi say that Hashem is the one that bestowed the honor on him? The verse actually says, nasa. And the Mishnah also says, where it talks about Mida Kenegin Mida, measure for measure, the Mishnah says, therefore, the Yisrael, the Israelites, waited. So why did Rashi have to say that Hashem is the one that, that bestows the covet when the verse itself says that the people bestowed the covet. So simply we could explain that all the travelings of the Jews wasn't really even their own. It's because, we, like we learned earlier in the part, in this week's Parsha, it says that whenever the clouds were picked up, then we knew to travel. And that's, that's how we knew to travel. So therefore, when it says that the Jews didn't travel, it's obviously because we were told by Hashem by the, the not lifting the cloud. So if so, if that's the question, so now we, if that's the point, then we understand why Rashi says that Hashem is the one that bestowed the cover, because Hashem is the one that didn't pick up the cloud. But what we have to understand, Rashi says that Hakavot, that it was the covet from, from, from Hamakim, while in the Mishnah it says that it was the Israelites. So we have to understand why does Rashi say that it was specifically them? Even though you could say that the Mishnah that says that it was the Israelites giving the covenant that, that, that didn't move, that it was because of the message from Hashem, that, in other words, that technically it was also because of Hashem, but it's difficult to say this since in the verse it says clearly, that the people didn't travel. So why does Rashi have to say opposite from the simple words of the verse and say that it was from Hashem? Now, three other questions on the actual wordings of Rashi. Number one, Rashi says that, that he, Gave the kavod because she waited for Moshe when he was thrown into the into cast into the river. Why does Rashi have to add those words? Because it was cast into the river. The Mishnah itself doesn't even quote those words. Second thing is he quotes from the verse because it says there that the his sister was waiting there or sitting there, and then Rashi adds the word of the verse that says meirachik from a distance. How does that help me anywhere? Anything here that she was sitting in a distance? A third question is Rashi concludes the verse by saying vigoymer etc. How does the, what is the etc. coming to allude to here? 
So to explain this, you have to understand what the word kavod means. Kavod over here, we're speaking about Miriam. What we're telling you over here is that when the Yidin, that if the Jews would have traveled in the desert, we would have had a terrible kavod. We would have ended up leaving her there in the desert. But how could we have left her in the desert? That would have been a total life-threatening situation for her. So we can't say that that's the reason why Rashi says that she was thrown into the Nile to tell you that it was measure for measure, just like Moshe was in a, it was a situation of a pikuach nefesh for Moshe, therefore we did a pikuach, Hashem gave cover because she did something pikuach nefesh here. She, we, so, so since he saved for her life, therefore we saved for her life here not to be left in the desert. But to say that, that's not, then you're saying is that it, the Rashi should have not said that it's because of the kavod that Hashem gave. Rashi should have said something else that it's because of the pikuach nefesh of what she did. Nothing to do with kavod. So how do you explain the kavod thing? So for here, the Rebbe explains that when the verse, it's all in the verse that says that she has to be isolated for seven days outside the camp. Camp means camping. Camping means content, comfort, relaxedness, chaniyasan. That's the word machna from Lashen Chanoya. And clearly, when it says you have to go outside the camp, that means there has to be a camp. Therefore, if the Jews would not be in the camp, you wouldn't be able to begin her seven days in order for her to have her isolation, because she has to be isolated, the verse says, from the camps. So she has to go outside the camp, so there has to be a camp. So that's why there was covered here, that all the Jews waited seven days to have a chanoya, to have camping, in order that we should be able to start the seven days right away. Based on this, the Rebbe brings down some amazing halachic ideas that we learn from this, that uh, uh, primarily the idea that when it says afterwards you could come back, that means afterwards you could come back, that means you have to come back from something when there's a camp, you have to go also outside the camp. So we learn from this that regarding by a Metzorah, by a Metzorah it says, Badad Yashab, you have to be sitting alone, Michutzla Machne, outside the camp. So when it says sitting alone to outside the camp, so that means you need to have both things sitting alone, but you also have to have a camp to go outside the camp. So that Nafgamina, the difference is going to be in Halacha, in a situation where we don't have a camp. It's going to come out that if you don't have a camp, you cannot become pure. That means if a person became pure, it became impure, became a Metzaira, let's say at the end of the time of the Beis HaMikdash, where we had the camps. All of a sudden, the, the Beis HaMikdash was destroyed. All of a sudden, we don't have camps. You cannot become pure. That's an amazing halachic idea, that you cannot become pure when you don't have the camp. Now, you could ask a question, that if a person, but based on this, so based on this, we could we could ask a question and analyze. Since Miriam's covered was in the fact that she went, I, she was able to start her isolation and not to have to wait any time later, and that's the cover that Hashem gave her. So then, Rashi should have said, like the verse says, and the Mishnah says, that all the Yidin waited. If Rashi wants to bring out the greatness of the covered, even like he could have even said, like the Sifri said and the Mechilta, that we that Hashem waited, meaning the Shechina waited, the Aaron waited, the Kohenim, Levi, Mishraelim, and all the seven firmaments of of the, of Kavod waited. Everything Rashi could have said that. So the Rebbe points out that Rashi wasn't really here to tell you who is the one that gave the Kavod, if it was Hashem or the people. 
Rashi wants to bring out that Hashem's part here is the one that gave the cover because Hashem is the one that said and instructed that she needs to right away start the seven days. How did Hashem say it has to start right away the seven days? Because Hashem said that she has to go outside the camp and that means you need to have a camp. I Then you could ask a question, where do you have measure for measure? When you're saying measure for measure, that's Mida Kenegan Mida, and Hashem gave her this covered over here. What do you mean? By the story with the Moshe's cast into the river, that's a thing of Pikuach Nefesh. And you can even analyze this, that Pikuach Nefesh, saving a person's life is the biggest thing in the world. And as a reward, you're giving her covered. Covered is you can't even compare. The other hand is, Miriam truly, yes, she may have saved her brother's life, but at the same time, it's an obvious thing to save a person's life, especially when it's talking about saving a kid, and especially your own brother. What's the big deal? And then you're telling me on the reward that Shem gave his the reward to have the kavod. He waited for all the Jews to wait, the Mishkan, everything over such a long period of time, seven full days. That's why Rashi adds the word meirachayik. Because the clue to this is in the word Meirachik. When you say that Miriam sat seven days from a distance, what you're pointing out is that it wasn't about a Pekorach Nefesh. If it was Pekorach Nefesh, she would have sat right at the edge of the water. She wanted to see what's going on. He brings down in the footnote, at the end of the verse, Ladai, Ladea, Mayasa. She wants, she stood there in the distance to just to know what's happening. That means she gave a Kavod. So for that, we have Kavod for Kavod. Now, you could still ask, what's the connection in these two things, the cover that she waited for Moshe to the cover that the tire of Jewish people wait, if it wasn't about Pikuach Nefesh, then it's not a comparison one for the other. Tire nation should wait for Miriam, that's the cover, then over here she only gave cover to see what's going on for Moshe. This is hinted and the clue is in the word that Rashi finishes the verse with saying Vigoymer, etc. What happened in that story where he said etc. over there, she sat there to know what's going on because when Bas Pare came out to, to bathe and she saw the baby crying and she had mercy on there, all of a sudden when they couldn't calm down the baby, Miriam was running over and she says like, why don't you get one of the Hebrews to nurse the baby and she says okay let go go and she went and she rushed the verses she went and like Rashi brings down that she went she went swiftly that's the key here she went swiftly that's why now we want to purify her swiftly and that's the swiftness of that she should be able to start her seven days then the Rebbe brings down the Yena Shotaira what's the Yena Shotaira here the Yena Shotaira is explaining to us why at the end of the day, did the Mishnah use the word and the verse that that um, the Am um waited and the verse and the Mishnah says and Rashi on the other hand says that it was the cover that Hashem is the one. So the Chazal say that everything comes from the hands of Hashem. And this is the reason why that they waited for, that the Yidin waited for Miriam and they gave her the covet. It wasn't because of their own will. Hakoba de Shemayim was from Hashem. So we could say on the contrary that this, that the clouds stayed in its place and didn't get lifted up, is because the, it's because the Jews wanted to wait. In other words, it was measure of measure because they truly wanted to wait. Therefore, the answer back was that the covered Hamakim gave comes to give the covered measure to measure that also that the Shechina doesn't want to continue. But according to Rashi, 
he's telling you is that even the fact that the Jews agreed also came because there was a push from above. And that's why, that's the Pneumius here, the Yena Shotar, that that's why, because Rashi's pointing out that even the fact that the Jews wanted to wait also comes from there. Even more, Pneumius, even more deeper, he brings down that even the fact that a Yid has Yerushimayim, even though it's Chutzm Yerushimayim, but even that could come, comes from above. He comes from even a higher place than Yedei Shemayim from the hands of heaven. Everything was in the hands of heaven. But really, even though the work of you comes, you're a Shemaim for your work, but it comes from a place that's awakened from even above that. But the Mishnah is talking Nigla the Torah. The Nigla, it, it, you don't see this stuff revealed. Therefore, in the, in the Nigla the Torah, it wants to talk the way you have Bechir Chafshirs, you have freedom of choice, and that's the way it comes only through the work of a person. And this is all hinted to here, Dafka, and the idea of the Mitzayra. That's what we learned this idea by the Mitzayra, that she has to go outside the, the three camps. And therefore, we learned that even your Shemaim comes from above. That's also hinted to over here the swiftness of becoming Tahar, as we see also the, that the verse says that you have to bring the Mitzrayim to the Kayin means he's brought there, he's brought there by force because Mamaila, from above they come and they give you that extra strength to get out of the impurity and to do tshuva because normally on your own once you're in a bad spot it's very hard to get out of that and be awoken to do tshuva so that's why this comes from above and that's really the idea of the Pneumius that everything ultimately comes from above